The next few moments are going to happen in slow-mo, aren't they? Welcome to today's process. Beware the top rope. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's like lantern. What is up, creator? Be you in an understory against your will or be you in an understory of your own choosing? Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So I'm excited to talk to you today. It's late. It's like almost nine o'clock at night. Usually I, I do these in the morning. I'm, I'm up bright and early and chipper at 5 a.m., but uh, it was a weird day today. It's the weekend, so we're kind of up and down sometimes on the time these get done now, but they're getting done. We're back in the groove. And uh, so I was with my kids all day long today. We didn't really do anything today. And, it, you know, I have a toddler. Uh, Madeline and Luke is three, Madeline's five. And there's one thing that I've discovered, if I've learned anything as a parent, other than you just have to constantly be throwing food at them, at least my kids, um, lest you suffer the, the manic food meltdown is basically, you, you know, you also have to keep them occupied, occupado though, all day long. Like they, they really, you need to have them something to do, right? Otherwise, if you just sit and watch TV all day, then they, you know, they act like total crazy people and then they, you know, stab you in your sleep. So today I was determined. I was like, all right, well, we're going to, even though we're not really going anywhere today and we're just, everybody's kind of tired and, you know, they're back from uh, Christmas break and it was their first, was it their first full week of school? I think so. And so everyone's kind of tired, you know, and getting back in the swing of things. We took down the Christmas tree today. Now it's January 8th. So some of you are probably looking at me like, good Lord, Wade, you took down your Christmas stuff today. It's like, yeah, we took all our Christmas stuff down today it's because that's just how we roll sometimes is, is, uh, you know, the kid when sometimes when you take care of your kids and your wife and your blind dog and, uh, you know, you just like, don't have the energy to like, you're like, I can't take ornaments off a tree. That's how, that's how little, you know, physically. Yes. I'm strong enough. No matter. I'm always strong enough. I'll be 105 years old. And I'll be able to take the ornaments off a tree, just not very fast. It's not about physical strength. It's just mentally, you're just like, oh, I just can't deal with this tree right now. So anyway, so you can, you know, maybe you're more organized and more conscientious than I am. And you take your tree down on on uh, December 26th. That'd make you kind of like a communist of some kind, but whatever. So took the tree down today or whatever. And so, and then, but we didn't really go anywhere. And so I was like, all right, well, so we, we, today was like a wrestle day. We wrestled three times today and the kids like three different wrestling bouts and, you know, had Michael Buffer up in here and he's like, are you ready to rumble? Like three times. And, and, uh, Malin and Luke, if I was going to rate their wrestling ability, I would say they're very strong in enthusiasm and aggression and very low in rule following. So they haven't figured out the eye gouges, the hair pulls, um, the double leap up and jump on with their knees into your back, uh, the, you know, punching you in the eye, kicking you in the eye. I think I got kicked in the eye like three times today. And we're working through that part of the rough and tumble play thing is teaching them, you know, sportsmanship and how to stay within the rules and learning their bodies and, and controlling them and controlling their aggression and all that. But I will say this is, is my wife watches us all wrestle and she's like, they're crazy. And I said, you know, it's a lot. I, I taught martial arts for a while and when, and I taught kids, I taught a lot of kids. And one thing about teaching martial arts to kids is that it's much easier to to teach a kid to tamp down their aggression than it is to get them aggressive. 
in my opinion, that's just a personal opinion, but I always felt like if I had a kid who was super aggression, you know, super aggressive that you really with enough reps, it was easier to get him or her to downshift, right? It was hard when you would get a kid, um, that would come in and be like really, really super timid and meek. It would take sometimes over a year to get that kid not even too aggressive, but just to kind of like not be meek. Right. And we did it, but it was always easier when, if kids had the natural aggression, um, it was always easier just to get them within the boundaries and teach them the rules and, and make them downshift. Now that took reps too, but it did not take as long to get kids out of their shells sometimes. And that's because a lot of that is because, you know, if you teach them karate, you only have them for a week, you know, an hour or two a week. And so, you know, whatever is causing them to be meek, you know, it's their personality plus their environment plus, you know, whatever you know, whatever else is causes us to be how we are when we're kids. And so it's, you know, you're working against forces. And I always thought it was easier to downshift the kids than it was to shift them up. But anyway, so my kids though, do not have an aggression problem at all. Like they're way more aggressive than I was at that age. And so anyway, so pardon the yawn. Ooh, this is a authentic creative cavalier, authentic creative collaborator podcasting. You're getting the yawns and everything. So Anyway, so we're like, I think in wrestling match two, um, you know, they, they, they came up with a strategy and I, I really appreciate this. So Luke all of a sudden started acting like a bunny and I was like, Luke, what are you doing? And then, um, I kind of like, he was like, kind of like acting like a bunny and then he acted like a chicken. And then Madeline kind of snuck around the back and she full on tackled me full speed. Right. So kind of, and like, I could have resisted it, but I went with it and I rolled down and, and then like, she's like, you know, she's like punching me and tickling me and wrestling. And then I'm, you know, tickling her and like trying to fend her off. And then I got slightly distracted for a second. And I was, you know, because you've, the, the main thing for me when we're wrestling is so that they don't hurt each other. Like they're hurtling their bodies towards you. Like they get running starts, they're wrestling, they're going super fast. But the biggest danger of injury is not to me, it's to each other for them bonking heads or whatever. Cause they're on a team. Right. And so I'm like, and so for a minute I was like, where's Luke? And I look to the left, look to the right and I don't see him. And then I kind of slowly sw- swivel over. And I realized that when I kind of fell down and rolled a little bit in this wrestling match that I got a little too close to the couch. And so I lost some situational awareness. And I was like, Ooh, I'm close to the couch. And it's like in the movie where you're like, he's right behind me, isn't he? I was like, he's on top of the couch. going to probably hurling towards me right now. And I kind of like roll over and I look up in my eye and I only have, but Madeline then it t- chooses that time to gouge me in the eye. So I close one eye, I kind of shake her off and I have one eye looking up like a pirate and there's Luke top rope of that couch. And I just is like, before I can say time out, cause we have a rule when we say time out, it's like if someone gets hurt or if they get too rough and you know, try to teach them boundaries. When we say time out, everybody stops. So before I could utter the words out of my mouth, time out, because Luke's going to hurt himself or me. He launches himself off the top of this couch and he says, I have you now. And he's never seen Star Wars, but it was like Darth Vader. I have you now. Right. And it was in slow motion. I'm like, here we go. And again, I just didn't want Madeline to get hurt. So I kind of pushed her to the side and I took the full brunt of Luke coming off the top rope to my face. Right. And, uh, and it hurt. I'm not gonna lie to you. It hurt because it hurt because as uh, Madeline gouged me in the eye and then literally like Luke's entire little body kind of fell on my face and cracked my, like cranked my neck and it's fine. Like I'm fine, but it was a good move. Like I was like, that's impressive. And there's no fear. That kid has no fear and he's a climber. He's like, he'll climb up and jump off anything. So, so, but what do I tell you this? Well, I tell you this because you always have to be aware of the top rope. 
right? Like that's the most dangerous thing, both for you and whoever jumps off of it. So when your, your creations, your connections and your commerce, each one of those has a top rope for an example. In other words, like in your commerce, right? One top rope would be your taxes. If you don't, you know, one thing I've definitely learned is you've got to, you've got to be super dialed in with your taxes be conservative with your taxes. Just don't, don't get my opinion. Don't get aggressive with your taxes because you never have to worry about it then. Right. Make more money, make enough money is where you don't really care what you, what you pay in taxes. Right. That's the solution. Instead of trying to get squirrely with your taxes so that you kind of squeeze more money out of your taxes, just be conservative and make more money. But that's an example of a top rope. Right. And if you don't identify a top rope, you, you don't, you, you can miss it. Right. The, the big ones where you miss it, people in business get it. They're like, yeah, yeah, Wade, your taxes, your taxes. I get it. you got to you got to be good with your taxes. It's like, yeah, 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 fine, fine. But where they really miss it, though, is they miss it in their connections and they miss it in their creations. So, for example, let's say that you like to drink a lot of gin fizzes. Right. And that's just a thing that you like to do. But what you but but what you neglect to see is how it impacts your ability to create from a safe, positive pleasant, prolific, creative place. Just because you get in a pattern of you go out on Friday, you're recovering Saturday and Sunday, you're back to work on Monday, you know, takes you a couple of days and then you don't, you don't have that creative side. You don't have that time to create because you're, you're in a, there's something that's top roping you and something that's, you, you don't think it's impacting your ability to create. Same thing in your connections. The connections is probably one where the, the top rope is hidden the most because you're not just dealing with when you're married, for example, you're not just dealing with what it is between you and your wife or you and your husband and your spouse and between what your relationship is. Almost always you're dealing with some trauma or carnage from the past, right? Because everyone has some idea of a relationship or marriage that they formed from their family or from for, for, you know prior relationships or whatever. And like, you're not the first person on the scene. You're not a first responder in the situation when you get married. Most of the time I got married late. I got married. I was like 39, 39 years old. Was I 39 years old? Um, yeah, 39 years old. I was 39. It was my, I never had been married before. It was, it was, I was going to be a bachelor until I died. And then my wife hunted me down like a dog and effectively like transfixed me and forced me to marry her. And every day she just keeps me, you know, just tricks me every day. No, but she did hunt me down like a dog, but I, probably would not have gotten married, but for meeting my specific wife. (laughs) But anyways, but so when you, especially since we were both older, sometimes in our marriage, we trip up on things that are, that's just hidden. Right. And that's like a top rope thing that you don't know about. And so you want to find those things out because is they have the potential to just take you out in that area. At least if they don't take you out, right. Like you're not going to get a divorce or you're not going to lose your business or you know, you're not going to, not like you're going to stop creating. It will create, it will, it will kill your momentum and momentum is really hard to get going or it will slow you down or whatever. And so you always want to be aware of the top rope. And even sometimes when you know where it is, it can still sneak up on you. Like Luke jump launching his three, his three-year-old body off the top of the top of the, the couch, screaming out, I have you now in slow motion. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, go get one. You're gonna um, if you don't have a, a Ranger Field Journal, go get a regular journal. You're gonna need that from time to time. But if you don't have either of those, then get yourself your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is simply write down what are the top what is the top rope in my connections, my creations, and my creations in commerce. Sorry, it's late. I'm tired. What is the top rope in each, at least one, connections, commerce, and creations? And just remember, 
There's no end if you see the path of understanding. All right, creator. I know you want to escape the current understory that you are trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course, coach, or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast contains the philosophy and the five public principles, but the daily emails have the insights, innovations, and shadow principles of building the classic American business that I only discuss with my subscribers. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.